0: Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. This is America Unplugged.
2: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to America Unplugged. You know how we do every single week right here. On AmericaUnplugged.com, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com, and on Rock, Live, 12 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. What's going on? My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, bang, bang. You know, we're doing it big this week, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a very special guest because Mr. Don Jeffries isn't around. Maybe Tony Arterburn has a better explanation than what I got. I, I, you know, I, I got, I think I got the nonsense explanation. You may know the real. Right. So we're going to throw it to the dude, the wisest of all the wolves, Mr. Tony Arterburn. Welcome to your show, sir. Well,
0: it's great to be here, Billy, and uh, always great to have Kinsey. I I told her last minute uh, you need to fill in for the legendary Don Jeffries, and she jumped at the opportunity. So we're glad to have her. I don't know. I didn't get an explanation either. Uh, Don Don can be very mysterious sometimes. We really don't know what he's up to, but we unfortunately don't have him today. We will soldier on.
2: Right. Well, but we will get it done. Ladies and gents, Kenzie has returned. She's gracing us with her presence. She is here. <laughs> she told me earlier today that she is normal, which is <laughs> dope. What's up, Kenzie? How you doing? Welcome back.
1: Hey, guys. Hey what's guys. going on?
2: Say something to the people. They've, they've been anxiously awaiting your return. Where's Kenzie? What happened to Kenzie? What's going on with Kenzie? We get, we get the mail. Tell, tell the people what's up.
1: I'm sorry. I guess I needed my reboot. Tony said I needed to be sent off. This is the 2.0 version. So my AI has now been integrated and I'm I'm ready to perform tasks again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Okay, great. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, of course. uh, Like uh, I was talking to Tony earlier today and he was like, you know, uh, never a shortage of things to talk about during the apocalypse. But um, we will discuss a little bit of the things going on here in New York and spreading out throughout the nation. Apparently, what they want to do is re-mask everybody because now there is not only uh, COVID-19, but there's also that uh, respiratory virus that's going around. I forget uh, the initials that they gave it. And the flu is back, ladies and gents. It's, it's decided that it would uh, reappear. It went away for a little while. Uh, you know, it, it just the flu just didn't exist. But now it's back. So now we have the triple-headed monster that everybody needs to be uh, afraid of and everybody needs to mask up again. They're not uh, mandating it yet, but they're highly recommending it. And um, Kenzie discussed that she's uh, seen some, uh, you know, hype about this. So we want to talk about it real quick. What are you thinking, Tony? What's going on?
0: Well, first of all, um, COVID-19, SARS, the flu, the coronavirus, they all walk into a bar and the hostess says table for one. Right? They're the same thing. <laughs> This is the same thing over. And this is a psyop, Billy. And we always knew that when the season comes around and people lack vitamin D and they're indoors mm-hmm. and all those, and again, the conditions change and less sunshine, we're going to have some flu symptoms and the flu comes back. Now, I know that they pronounced the flu dead. Um, what was that? 20, uh, mid 2020. They said the flu's gone. 96% wiped off the face of the earth. It did. COVID-19 somehow eats the flu, I guess. Uh, but now it's back and it's better than ever, and they're all mixing together to make that uh, super combo virus that everybody's talking about. It's just the same stuff repackaged, and uh, we should be used to this by now. Uh, but apparently, um, Drudge is is helping um, with <laughs> with the task of scaring people again. And I, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, uh, your your mayor out there in in New York, Billy. Uh, do you think that he might detain himself for mental <laughs> illness uh, during this time?
2: Well, somebody should. Right. Clearly, this guy is a dictator. And uh, we knew this going in. Well, at least I did. I mean, over here in New York, people people do what they do. But um, uh, he's been pushing hard on this mental health thing. And over here, you come to New York. If anybody's ever been, you know, and if you haven't been, you've heard the rumor. So you come to New York and um, there's homeless people all over the place, especially now. Right. It's even worse. Like if you walk into a subway cart, you will see subway uh, um, homeless people just sleeping on on the benches or you see them on the street. And and a lot of them are unhinged. Right. And they're trying to figure out a way to deal with that. But Eric Adams has decided that he is going to uh, capitalize on this somehow and say that what we're going to do is we're going to hold these people. Right. Uh, Regardless whether they want to be held or not. And even on the suspicion of mental health illness they can be held so at this point it becomes a real problem for everyone right Uh, if it's happening in new york it's probably a beta test and you'll see it go on in other states but the biggest deal here is who gets to judge what mental health is and at what level right uh or any level should you get held back what's up tone i saw you
0: well, this is a, a trick by the communists. I mean, this you go back to the uh, Soviet Union, and uh, that's how they would go after political dissidents and anybody who opposed the ruling class, they would say you're mentally ill. That's how that's where they would start. It would end usually with your death uh, if you were a big enough troublemaker, but that wasn't good enough even for Stalin he would go through the archives and have you airbrushed out of all the photos. So it starts with mental illness and it goes with you disappearing out of history itself. So it's not a good start. I don't like the state um, dictating who is mentally fit and not fit. I mean, at a certain level, yes, you have people and vagrants and there can be uh, they can be a danger to themselves and others. But I I don't like where this is leading. I I saw some of these reports coming out and um, they, they can use the excuse for crime and safety and all that. But that can trickle down into well, you know, you don't believe in vaccines or you don't believe in social distancing or you don't believe in masks or whatever. Or you believe in Jesus or whatever it is that that, that the state doesn't like. And uh, that's something that I think we need to be very careful about and allowing. What's up, Kenzie? What are you thinking?
1: I mean, I have to agree with all of that. The moment that we give anybody power and we're in this weird time, too, because of social media being so huge. You know, people are being sold this idea of of democracy and they'll make the people feel like this is something that they asked for. So that's kind of the key thing, too, is it's so easy to write in new laws or legislation, whatever it might be. It's so easy to get the people on the side of that. And the most dangerous thing that we can do is give that power to the government. But realistically, we have to remember that we the people are what allows that to happen. And we're putting ourselves in a really dangerous scenario, um, whether it be you know, next election cycles or this what's happening today. Um, people want to turn on each other, which is so weird because this country was really founded on building each other up, right? Um, same with like trying to support just small local business. You wanna build that up And instead, we just choose to break everything down because maybe that business doesn't align with all of your views or whatever it might be. And now the cherry on top is just being able to put you into institution, which sounds like it would run like the private prison system. Uh, So there's a lot of money to be made off of there. And somebody like me would probably just be thrown in the looting bin immediately. They'd come get me with a dart. It'd be like watching a a crazy (laughs) animal at the zoo.
0: (laughs) me and billy would break in to get you out for sure absolutely absolutely operation
2: break kenzie we would definitely do it break her out um no but this is a problem um it it uh continues to like infringe on people and and uh and uh how sovereign you are right like uh, how Mm -hmm. free you really are um they talk about a prison planet right and and uh i don't subscribe to that idea in in full But, um, they are trying to create an atmosphere where you're completely and totally owned. I don't even know if trying is the right thing to say anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they may have fully, uh, made this happen. It it may be complete at this point. Um, they, they know what we do. They know what we say. They know when we say it, they know who we say it to. You know, there's no reasonable expectation of privacy. It does not exist anymore. And now you can be held against your will, you know, and, uh, you know, even if you're willing to be held, I mean, they'll just hold you. You know, they can. So, pretty much, what can we do? Are we, are we completely and totally enslaved at this point? Like, is, and, and is this premeditated right here in the mm-hmm. alternative media? Right. We, we make foregone conclusions. We're like, yeah, this is what they're trying to do. Right. They're trying. And, and, and I don't say, I don't, I'm not saying I don't subscribe to that. It's, it's hard to see what's going on and then say, yeah, this is a coincidence. You know, whatever. Um, but is this a premeditated plan to have us all under control, Tom? Is that what's going on here? Well,
0: it's a part of it, I believe. I mean, what, we talk about things like Occam's razor. You know, the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. I mean, if you okay. analyze all the information, what have we just gone through? What have we just witnessed um, the biggest psychological operation of all time? is happening. And uh, what are the what's the end game? Well, if you subscribe to what the people that have the most wealth say, they want a great reset. They want the word sustainability stamped on your forehead if you survive it. And they want you in a pod eating bugs for Greta in a Klaus Schwabian nightmare. I know that because they say that. And if you're having to curtail the Constitution, if you're having to destroy the Bill of Rights to get there, you got to circumvent it. You need what did uh, Zygmunt Brzezinski say? We needed in-run around sovereignty. That's personal sovereignty too, right? So they need in-run uh-huh. around it. So for your safety, it's the same thing they did in, in the 30s in Germany, right? For your safety. Yeah. So everything has to go back to safety and it's public safety, public health, right? Right, right. All mm-hmm. that. It's, it's part of the group and the, the group can be very dangerous. You can get yeah. uh, consumed by the group. So... Well,
1: Even on the individual level, because what you're I think you're speaking on kind of the fears that I have. Um, And and maybe this is a bad way to compare this, but let's bring in mental health again. And I don't want to crush on anybody's mental health. I probably just grew up differently than you. Um, We've come to a point where on an individual level, people that don't have real problems in their life make it out to be something so much more than it is. And you know, they'll go and check themselves in or they'll reach out to somewhere that is some giant data conglomerate that is getting every little bit of info on you that they can, all of your medical info. And we have a system that takes what could be a really small problem, anxiety, depression, whatever might stem that issue. A lot of people are walking around that don't have real anxiety or depression. If a tiger's in your face, you're supposed to be scared. All right, we're not living in a perfect world. So some of that is normal. But the fact that people escalate this themselves, what are they going to do whenever they have free reign to do over that, that over the rest of society? If they are willing to put themselves into a situation that they can't always get out of, um, what are they going to do to their neighbors? Because they don't even respect themselves or see into themselves enough to, to not put themselves in certain situations.
2: Right. Right. It's a problem. It's a, it's a big problem, but this is what we're facing and it's open at this Mm -hmm. point. So uh, it's not even, You can't even deny it. Right. If 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 someone wants to make an argument opposing these things, they'll have a really hard time just based on the mainstream evidence that's out right now on the mainstream. They're being totally, completely transparent about what their plans are. And they're not um, shy about it. Right. They're not. They just come out and say it like it's a matter of fact and and like there's no problem with it. And you're the one with the problem. If uh, if there is a problem. What's up, Kenzie? I I heard you. What's up?
1: I was just agreeing to that. And actually what popped into my head was a, this is so terrible. It's a certain Slim Shady video where he's up on the stage and the crowd is just like nodding their head. And that's kind of what we have going on here. It's just a bunch of of brainwashed people. And if people don't know the music that I'm talking about, that is fine. You probably shouldn't listen to it. But just think of, of 1984 and we're all just watching that same screen, nodding our heads and applauding the craziness around us. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> just
2: What's up, Tom?
0: Oh, it's just like a it's a modern catechism, like the people agreeing with the state or agreeing with the ruling class to get by, to be uh, to be accepted. Right? We have to fight against that every day. Absolutely, Absolutely.
2: And and that leads ourselves to to, to the next conversation I want to have with you guys, man. I read this article on Technocracy News and Trends about fifteen minute cities, like, and, and it caught my eye. Like, what is this, right? started reading a little bit about it. I um, don't know if, if you guys are familiar. I'm just uh, on the surface familiar about it because I read this article. Um, but what they want to do is, and, and they're doing this, uh, and I want to talk about climate change with you guys also. I, re- I really want to have an a, a open and honest conversation about this, right? So what they're, what they're planning on doing is creating these things called 15-minute cities um, where everything is 15 minutes from Right. So it's kind of like being here in New York. Right. um, Which is not a 15 minute city, but I guess it's more compact. Right. That's what they want to do is is they have like a laundromat, a supermarket, uh, whatever, the clothing store, everything you can get to either walking or using your bicycle. Right. Sounds good. Right. Um, (laughs) But but um, it seems to be a problem uh, because uh, they're doing it as a as a as a part of this uh, climate change agenda right? And uh, they want you to stop using cars, right? And uh, beyond, there's, a, there's more stuff with, with going on with the cars, but they want you to stop using cars so you won't pollute the, the air. I, I don't know how much proof there is. And I mean, real proof, not, not political bias proof, like real proof that there is that, that we are causing this change, right? Is there a change going on in my opinion? Yes, I think there is. Are we causing it is a different story. And uh, throughout history, at least what we've been taught, right there, uh, there was an ice age before, right. There were deserts that turned into tropical rainforest and back into deserts. And we didn't have anything going on. You know, we didn't have any cars, nothing. So this stuff just naturally happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now we're dealing it now and uh, people want to make uh. To try to, you know, change things and to try to, like, you know, fix things. I don't know if things need to be fixed. I think it's a natural pattern of Earth. I could be very wrong. What's up, Tom?
0: Well, I'm a big believer in man-made climate change because I can look up in the sky and see that they're cl- changing the climate through chemtrails. So I know that it's man-made. I can see it. I can see the geoengineering. I see it. I saw it yesterday. It was massive. Ah, it was yeah. a sunshiny day without some psychopath spraying things over your head and no one wants to talk about it. Like, well, it's an airplane that flies around and it turns into a cloud. No, it doesn't. It doesn't turn into a cloud when it's a contrail and it's massive. Anyway, they're doing it all over the globe, but by all means, we can ignore it. Uh, (laughs) You, you know, you look at these 15 minute cities and I look at the circular pattern of this, Billy, and does this not remind you somehow of Logan's run where they all get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> like, And it's like, you can't live past 30. It's sustainability. I don't know. Is that where we're headed? It was Lo- <laughs> Logan's run is a is a silly old movie. But uh, if you watch it, maybe the, the premise uh, holds true. Uh, again, all of this is about sustainability. That's the word. Uh, the key word that you need to look for when it comes to ag- agenda 21 and agenda 2030 and the WEF. And I'm repeating myself, but these are all the same things. They want everything to be fit inside of their grid, and the the better they can do that, the better control they have. And I, I've often thought <coughs> philosophically, with the technology that the ruling class has, why this is so important to pay attention to this movement. For one, uh human nature and where we're heading, headed through history. Is actually going against this current. We've been we've been going against consolidation for a long time. Actually, it's with, since the uh, Protestant Reformation and the American Revolution. This, this is this is history happening. We're breaking away. Ethno nationalism, smaller countries, sovereignty is actually on the rise, and the ruling class wants to try to fight that trend using fear and tactics and other things, and again psychological operations and consolidating more power. So that's what they have to do to make their plan work. Their plan it it it, it requires that you are living in their grid and that mm-hmm. they get to forever stop the wheel of history. But there was a book in the nineties. Um, Francis Fukuyama wrote a book called um, "The End of History," and it was basically it was a a celebration of globalism and liberal democracy. A triumph that there was no more nationalism. He was completely wrong. Now, the elite picked that up and said, great, we can get out of the new world order. All that stuff is trending away. I know I'm getting really, I'm often in the weeds here, but this is where my mind goes. This is the, you're watching these blueprints. This is the blueprint for the for the ruling class to have a future where there is no more competition. that That's the key issue. It's not just to really dominate you. It's to make sure that no one ever competes with their wealth ever again. They stop the cyclical cycle, like the, the cycle of history that stops with them if they can get this smart, sustainable uh society that they want to create i I don't think that they're going to get it Mm. i really don't it's too messy um the the soviet union tried this if you've seen like you know the the chinese are trying this they build cities without people in them and they're waiting for people to fill them up Uh, and again a lot of that i think
1: uh, those cities are for us once they we're come and collect on their debts. <laughs> we'll
0: go. We'll go. And we're
1: all traded. We're all stock. We're basically like cattle. So what do you what do
2: you mean? What what do you mean by that, Kenzie?
1: Um, all, all of us are actually traded on the stock market in the same way that the private prison system works. All of us, the day that we're born, we get that social security card, we get our birth certificate, and we're stamped into the system. You are worth X amount of money to this government. And by that being so, some people are worth far more than others, obviously, but um, the whole way that that works is you are actually publicly traded every single day. So think about that in a way that if we ever needed or China ever needed to collect on certain debts with us in the future, who's to say that we're not moved around like that stock and you are, you are, you're you you're are in a slave system. So the fact that somebody does have ownership over your physical being means that you could be moved or placed wherever they decided to put you. Um,
2: that's really interesting. I've heard that many times, right? <laughs> I've never been able to, co- uh, you know, to uh, confirm it. Like, uh, and uh, and I actually stopped doing research on it, but um, I was never able to find like concrete proof.
1: Apparently I'm worth like a couple million to them. Really? However, I get traded as a couple million. That's a lot. Um, and I'm assuming that that just grows over time. Like, yeah. I don't know, does that keep up with inflation? Does that keep up with what you've made or what you've produced to the state to your country over time i don't know what that means but yeah i went down that rabbit hole quite a quite a while ago and and saw how i was being treated
0: when they scan my barcode it doesn't come up with any they have to call the manager and stop the line they'll get a price check on whatever this guy is
2: this guy's defective um (laughs) kept me a new barcode or something um Um, go ahead Gagan.
1: Going going back to that article that we just had pulled up, Tony mentioned the uh, 2030 agenda. That's that's exactly what they have in their agenda is is these built up cities that are a bit more consolidated than even something like New York. And Tony and I actually live in a designated no go zone area. So say like New York, where you live now, just to be able to get from block to block or wherever you're going, um, you know, it won't. Here's the thing. In school, we all have to have these stupid IDs now and you have to show them everywhere that you would go. You probably do that in college or something. But since like middle school, I had to have this school ID and you use it for everything from your lunch to the library to gain access to anywhere. So that's already been instilled into people my age. Whenever they build up these smart cities that are supposed to save the freaking planet, it's to either let you on or off of a a certain process throughout your day. And instead of that being a physical card, it'll probably just be retina scans at this point and facial Mm. ID. Um, So that is something that does seem to be coming. And I I think that they will attempt to reach that goal. The problem is, is that most people will give into it because they like the idea of the Uber and the Lyft and the instant food delivery and all this different bullcrap.
2: I'm I'm all in that here, you. The Uber and the Lyft and the food delivery.
1: Can we even get Ubers out here, Tony?
0: Yeah, you can get Ubers. I, I
2: live did. on Uber.
0: <laughs> I told a <this> story yesterday on <laughs> my radio show. I was flying from Dallas, and I guess this will kind of segue into our next conversation on the TSA's uh, new biometric system. But I was flying from from Dallas, and I, I've been taking smaller planes so I can fly to more, you know, closer to my home. Mm-hmm. And there's no TSA. Right? Mm-hmm. It's great. It's like so you're in a time machine
1: oh i love that little airport Well, we couldn't
0: land because the fog was so bad in uh, in arkansas the fog was just it was it was really beautiful but it was you couldn't there was no visibility to land so the pilots had to turn around we went back and we landed in fort smith arkansas and they actually got us an uber to take an uber from fort smith to harrison that's two and a half hours and so we all like like they had two ubers and they flew the it was like a nine passenger uh prop plane (laughs) And so the airline paid for it. And I got home at 2 a.m. So um, I know, yeah, there is Ubers out here for sure. So don't I, drop I, us off.
1: They just won't pick us up.
0: I, <laughs> I, I live on Ubers. Ubers
2: changed my life because I don't drive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always doing um public transportation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got to a point where, um you know, p- people would drive me places and I had to wait for them to. And now I don't do that anymore. Just like, boop, get an Uber. I'm gone. Right. So they do have their benefits, but, um, yeah. you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of the convenience of it. I I said, you know, I would never use, I would never abandon cash. It's gone. I don't use cash. anymore. I don't, you know, um, because I, I always have, and I always used to give money to the homeless all the time because I had actual money on me. I never carry money on me. It's not a thing. I've become part of this system mm-hmm. to a, to, to, to a, lar- a large extent, but, but, I do want to tell you guys that are like, well, we would never abandon it. You know, it's not going to be your choice. You know, it's, it's not because now more and more increasingly, which is kind of why I've I've uh, been assimilated into the process. You go to these stores, you go to these restaurants, they don't take cash. They don't. You're going to have to pay with a card and then that's going to go away and you're going to pay with something else. So if you want to live in society, you're gonna have to do these things if you want to be a part of, of these smart cities. These are things you're gonna have to do. Otherwise you're gonna have to go live in the wilderness somewhere and they're gonna David caress you if you get uh, you know too much. What's up Kenzie, I see you raising your hand. Oh
1: no, I was just waving cause I'm that wilderness person that doesn't wanna <laughs> be a part of society. You know, I,
2: I, I am, there is a part of me that wants that but I've always lived here. I've been here all my life. I don't know anything different, right? Mm-hmm. And and besides tone, um, you know, like the tone says like whenever I want to go down there, I can, and I believe, him, you right. know. Um, but besides tone, I don't have that luxury. I am here in New York, my family is in New York, and then they're in Puerto Rico. That's it, right? <laughs> that's all I got. Um there's a couple of other states, but they live in 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 large cities as well, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's that's the, the design, that's the goal of it. It's to get everybody into these large cities. They're very attractive. They're beautiful, right? They have a lot to do. And the convenience is ridiculous. And and through that convenience, we are losing our humanity. And this is uh, an argument that I've been making for some time. It's kind of the premise of America Unplugged, right? Unplugged from the system. And I try to do that, even though there are parts of me that, of course, lives within it. But I try to uh, maybe not Mess with my phone 24-7 or, or stay away from the internet or not watch TV, you know, leave my, my um, social media f- footprint as minimal as possible. I think that's the most successful thing that I've done. I'm, I'm rarely on social media, you know, because um, you're giving them the information at that point. Like, please attack me. Please take me over. Please manipulate me with all of this information that I'm giving. Uh, and, I, and I'm not trying to do that. But it's the reality of where we live. It's the reality of where we are now as a people. And I think if, if, if we, and, and it needs to stem outside of the alternative media, it needs to stem outside of our borders where we, ta- we can talk about this all day long to everybody in the chat, to us, it's not going to matter. We already know, right? We need to kind of spread it, but we need to do it in a way that's palatable. We need to do it in a way that uh, is not insulting and is understanding and, and put out the olive branch and not cause an argument. You don't like it when people insult us, right? Crazy ass fucking conspiracy theorists, you freaking wilderness uh, living dumbasses, tin foil hat, whatever. You get you get fucking triggered asap, right? What do you think the the difference is on the other side when we start insulting them? You're so, such an idiot for wearing that face diaper, dumbass. I think that's gonna work? <laughs> it's not gonna go very well. Or what's the other one? Oh, you vaccinated fools, you know. <laughs> They look at us that way, you know, so I understand um, that we've gotten to a point of frustration, you know, but we need to understand that that frustration is um, manufactured. It is on purpose and it is uh, meant for uh, for manipulation and division, you know, so we have to overcome that. I think that's the first step to, to, to rise above it. We need to reach out the olive branch and try to communicate with people on a human level. And, and turn the other cheek is the most important thing, and it's very hard to do. But when they insult you, you say, "Thank you very much." Plant a seed and walk away. Kill them with kindness. That's, the, that's what works most. They want us to attack each other on this. So we, we need to this is the best course of action, I think, that we have as a people right now, if we're going to break away from this, uh, this system, otherwise, we're going to fully fall into it. What's
0: up to? Yeah, history teaches us that. I mean, all the brutal dictators and tyrants of history are in the long past. But uh, people like Christ, their their philosophies continue, and uh, Gandhi and others, and nonviolence. And there's much to be said about that. Martin Luther King Jr., all that. Um, you know, it's funny. You talk about geographical locations too. You know, you can have all, you can be off grid and do all this thing, and you can still be a slave in your mind. You know, you can be in the middle of a city and have all the grids around you being tracked and traced and monitored. But if you're free in your mind, then you're free if you really are. Right. And that's that's uh, something we need to remember as we kind of if we careen into uh, this uh, agenda 2030 reality and the Great Reset. It's gonna be lots of challenges really in your mind. I, and again, I'm not perfect on this. I have to constantly remind myself. But I think you know, I was thinking about Viktor Frankl the other day. The guy who wrote uh, Man's Search for Meaning, he was an Austrian psychiatrist that was in Auschwitz. And uh, every day he'd wake up and he would think of the quote by Friedrich Nietzsche that anybody who has a strong enough why can endure any how. So the, the how is it doesn't matter if you have a strong enough why. And his why was I got to get out of here. I want to create a new system of psychotherapy. That's what he did. It's called logotherapy. And he survived it. Uh, I think we can survive just about anything if we have a strong enough uh, why. Right. What's up, Keynes?
1: No, I agree with that 100 percent because a lot of people for us, uh, this is a huge game of mental gymnastics. Right. And in the world that we live in today, yes, there are certain things that you just need to do. Um, And a lot of that's been instilled into us as well. Of Like you have to go and do this. You have to go to that school. You have to work this nine to five if you want to be successful. A lot of people followed that formula and they're right. struggling more than ever right, right. now. And it, it breaks them mentally. And in, instead of saying, you know, how am I going to get up and, and go and fix this situation? It's, oh, my God, I'm stuck in this situation. I need help from this person or that person or from government. We don't need any of those things. We, we need to play this game of that mental gymnastics, especially with what's coming our way. Everyone here and that's listening is just going to have to draw their line in the sand and figure out, what day do I just lift my hands up and say, I don't want to be a part of this because everything keeps going in motion the longer that you stay with it. So I think that there will be some kind of tipping point. It will just be a matter of, do people have enough in them to say, I don't want to cross that line. And that's just kind of where we are. You know, right. I'm, I'm a live and let be just kind of person. So whatever comes my way, that's just a part of God's plan anyway. Like I know that my life is going to get harder and harder over time because I don't want to be a part of this but I put myself into that situation I can't be mad at anybody for it it's on me and I, I bear that
2: that's a hell of a way to look at it also um do you think there's any validity for people that are integrated into the system like um to to make the argument that you have to work within the system in order to change it? there is that argument that argument does exist right almost like rage against the machine right So it's- you. you ha- What's That's a, a tough
1: one. That is a tough one because maybe there are some people that think that they can get something done by doing that. Um, you know, I often think that certain accidents that happen in the military tend right. to be those people and then an accident happens, right? right? Um, so in some situations maybe so. But most of the time, I'm going to say no. If you have mm-hmm. the knowledge, the know-how and and some people to back you to help do something, separate yourself away from the thing that you don't like and go build your own, build new. Right.
2: No, definitely build your own is a thing. Um, I think the best course of action is to work within the machine. If you can separate yourself, go right ahead. That's great. Um, and that might be a good thing for you and your family in individually. Right. And that's great. But if you want to affect a mass change, you know, in a, in, a, in a greater scale, I think you have to do it from within. You have to infiltrate i think that's the only way i think of the eye of sauron turns to you very quickly when you're outside of the system right and then david koresh happens or something like that not to say that david koresh was was a nice guy but it gives you it gives these people the powers that be more of the ammunition that they need to demonize you know um more of the ammunition that they need so to go make- for it
1: demonize me because all the people that are around me, like anything that they want to come up to say something, anybody that knows me knows, okay, she's just a chick that likes to do her own thing. And, you mm. know, the funniest thing is the fact, let's go back to these smart cities. They want to be so environmentally friendly and tell all these people what they can do with it. But it's only acceptable if you connect yourself to their grid. I love how I live completely off grid, but it doesn't matter because my mental- mentality is not what they would want it to be. I'm not feeding into their system, so I I just love that. And I'm not saying I'm living greener than anybody. No means by that. Those batteries are terrible. Um, everything that it takes to run what I have going on here is is a terrible thing to them, right? Because of all the power it takes to make it. Um, I just love how it's ex- acceptable when you're doing it in the big city and feeding their grid, but not whenever you're doing it by yourself.
2: Right. No, and, and I admire it. I tell Tony all the time. I'm like, I, I fully admire the way he lives and what he's been able to do, you know, and I think it's dope. And, and, I, but uh, I've seen it here, you know, somebody in the chat, I think it was Riley or, or Harps. I think it was Harps. What's up Harps. And I'm gonna get to, to the chat in a second. They're like that, that I've never truly lived because I live in the city. I've lived buddy. Come to the city. Come here. It's a totally different experience, brother. Trust me. OK. And, and, and I've been out, you know, I've I've been to more places than most people. You know, mo- most people haven't left their state. We talked about that a few months ago. You know, a lot of people haven't left the United States. I've been around. You know, I, I, I've i seen things and and that's what's helped shape my worldview. You know, um, and uh, and being here. I know that uh, a change can be can be had by mm-hmm. being here and working within the system, either voluntarily or not. Regardless. Yeah, it
1: could be an involuntary mm-hmm. issue because you can't just completely remove yourself from that. Exactly. Right? right. You have to set up these small goals. Don't ever set up unrealistic goals, guys. It's better to set your bar here and hit that. And then you get that kind of rush to get to the next Good one. Advice. If you're trying to get up here right. and it's going to take a while to get there, you're going to give up somewhere over here. Very good advice. Um, so set these goals for yourself because a lot of us aren't financially in a place where we can just separate or build up something new, right? right? But if we set up those small goals and we get a kind of community of people around us that want to, to, they have the same goals, they want to do the same things, then it's possible. But no, the the single mom out there, the single dad that's got two or three kids, and They're struggling that's a person that does need to work from within the system and and talk to people that are around them that might have the same struggles and and see what you can come up with to maybe remove yourself from that people are doing it across the country but the only reason that that even happened is because we had something so dramatic happen during this scamdemic that people actually came together and went wait i don't want all these pedophiles teaching my kids now you have more kids than ever being homeschooled that's an incredible thing and it takes a huge community to make that happen that's amazing
2: no i agree i agree um and and it's funny how the the tone i'm coming to you man it's funny how the homeschool conversation uh came up during the the pandemic and i saw the same people here in the alternative media a lot of you right-wing nuts okay i saw the same people that would push for um, homeschool, homeschool, homeschool is the way to do it. I remember Ron Paul, was big, he has an institute of, of, uh, of uh, homeschooling. I looked at it. Uh, the whole curriculum is online or whatever. I looked at it to do it with my kids. Unfortunately, I'm not in a position where I could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same people that were pushing homeschool, homeschool, when COVID came around and uh, shit hit the fan. And it all became politicized. They were like, these kids need to get back to school now. You know, they have to be, you know, they have to have the public interaction. I mean, the interaction with the kids, they need to get out of the house. What's going on here? And I was like, wait, what happened? To, what happened to homeschool? This is the best possible, the best uh, um, situation right now. You have the opportunity. The window just wide open right now. Go home. Mm-hmm. School, kid. But No. Now he's like, no, no, no! They all have to get open up the schools. This is ridiculous. What's going on here? Remember that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, as your resident right wing extremist on the show, I will say that the, the, there's a congruity in the argument there, and a lot of most. Um, I'll I, let's, let's face it. To homeschool, it, you can do it, and I wish I could have done it. Um, if oh, I was yeah. if I was starting over again now, I definitely would would get every effort. I would pull that off. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's it's not something everybody can do. I think the argument from your your friends in the right wing were that we saw the rise in molestation and, and violence and all the stuff that was happening at home. And, and you know, the, the kids were at were not were not out of the home like they normally were. And there were, you know, again, abuses. And there was, uh, you know, the 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 constant screen time that these kids were having. There was a lot of argument to, to open the schools back up. And I think that's where they were coming from. So just just to add that as a clarification, but I I agree with you that, that the the homeschool argument should be the overarching one and not just open mm-hmm. this back
2: up. I completely and totally agree. Tone, you wanted to address a couple of things. You wanted to talk about some stuff that we discussed, well, that you discussed on your show uh, yesterday. That I thought would be. Uh, Interesting to rehash here on America Unplugged. Take it away, sir.
0: Yeah, it's part of the technocracy. And, you know, as we careen towards central bank digital currency, the CBDCs, the mark of the beast, all that good stuff. um, Pay attention to these little blurbs that come out. This is Zero Hedge Uh, yesterday. The TSA plans a nationwide rollout of biometric machines for airport travelers. And what this is, it's a machine that scans not only your ID like the person does when you show up, Uh, but it also scans your face and then it compares the ID to your face in real time before you, before you board. This is to, I think to collect more information and to, to get the, and again, you had to have the new, remember the real ID and you have to have that little um, star, that gold star up at the top, right of the, of the ID. Now, does anybody paying attention to this? And they've
1: extended that um, because it doesn't have to be completed as of yet. It was supposed to be a thing where everybody's already gotten it. Just recently, Tony, I think that they extended that a little bit longer um, because it doesn't make sense for people that are like in a situation like me. Half this freaking town doesn't have a mailbox. Mm-hmm. But to have a real ID, you have to have a real address. I don't have that.
0: Yeah. Even, even <laughs> San Francisco is often out. <laughs> Even San Francisco is opting out of it. Yeah, uh, and and fighting back again. The Washington mm-hmm. Post is fighting back. So I can't believe it. Like some of these groups, that I think they're, I think they've gone so far pushing the technocracy and the new world order. Even some of the people that are like, yeah, we'll get on board for everything. Are like, whoa, whoa, what is this now? I mm-hmm. mean, and this is there's only 16 locations they're doing it with uh, over the United States, and that's why it was such a relief the other day when I flew from the local airport. There's no TSA. None that. you just get on a plane like it's old school like i'm still in america and i can you know fly i mean yeah you're on a smaller plane but who cares it was great that's awesome uh yeah. uh you said those that are that also
1: you- our little secret billionaire airports jeff bezos often comes into that airport and the waltons mm. and every, any billionaire that you can think of they've flown through there Damn, they like their privacy We've got two
2: of them out here that they. Because they're, they're that's because they're pretty pretty smart. That's why they like their privacy. Yeah. <laughs> man. Do Do you think um Do you think that the pushback that we're getting from uh, places like San Francisco do you think it stands or do you think it spreads? Oh.
0: it could spread. It depends on how they implement. It. If you go back and you look at uh, the argument for the body scanners, you remember how they pushed that through, Billy? They did that with the Michael Chertoff, who was former head of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Right. They had Michael Chertoff. Uh, he was, he was, uh, he went from department of Homeland security to the company that made the body scanners at the same time. And I, and I confused these two incidents, but you had the underwear bomber and you had Richard Reed, you had mm-hmm. the shoot bomber, mm-hmm. right? Remember the guy with Richard Reed was escorted onto a plane by a guy in a suit. There was what a lawyer that was willing to testify. There was a guy in a suit following him around, waiting until him to mess with his shoes. Then they stopped the plane and all that stuff. Right. That's when they rolled out. Oh, now we got to scan everything. We need the body scanners. So, they may need an event or do something. Don't put it past them. They run the same plays over and over and over again. But if it, as it stands right now, it has a pretty good chance of having more and more pushback. The, the argument that I find hilarious is that, you know, you have to scan your face, scan your ID and then have, uh, again, be still be checked and patted down and groped and go through the body scanner to get on a plane. But to vote, just mail stuff in. It's fine. Just mail it in. <laughs> mail it in. Uh, we'll send you four or five ballots. If you misspelled something, no problem. Just initiate. We'll, we'll we'll count them all together. Just you know, vote early and often and mail it in. Uh, I I think they're going to have to square that circle somehow with uh, with what they're doing in the new world order. So uh, I don't know. If if there's do you enough. Think, go ahead. Do
1: you think we're maybe getting kind of set up again to where we've had all of these other big you know, kind of news outlets, maybe pushing back on this a little bit in some of these larger cities. And maybe they do set up our next false flag and everybody just changes their mind on that and says, oh, we have to implement this.
0: Right. Problem, reaction, um, solution. Yeah. Hegelian, Hegelian dialectic, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's all about. And a lot of times they'll put, this is like a, a trial balloon. and they you don't like that. Okay. A compromise. We only scan your face. You know, <laughs>
1: like Yeah. That's well, and that's, that's right. what they're doing over in Atlanta, isn't it? Over at uh, it's Jackson Hartsville. Is that it? Largest airport in the world. Whenever you sign up for um, using that facial recognition, you just get to walk through everything. Like, right. it's like having your peach pass or whatever to, to use a certain lane on the highway. And um, I think that they can just walk through no problem. So people see that convenience and they're like, oh, because they're standing there, you know, with all their luggage. And they're like, why didn't I do that? Um, <laughs> so it, it I don't know. People seem to like that stuff. I hate this entire conversation just because since I was like 13 years old, I can't go through an airport without getting pulled out of line and then making a scene. And I don't know if people just want to touch me funny or if I really look suspicious, but um, they always treat me like I am already a terrorist. So I've I've never gone through since I was 13 years old and not been pulled out of line and sent to some back room and them just go through everything that I own, like even picking through my hair as if I'm gonna hide something in my hair. It's just, I hate them. So.
0: Lord, <laughs> uh, don't put it past the, the TSA to touch you funny, Kenzie. They will touch you funny sometimes. Oh they yeah, they
1: will. They just—that's what they want to do. You got some weird people working over there. I don't
2: know. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna get up out of here. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. It went by really fast, really quickly. We got sixty-six dollars yeah. in tips. Let's say nice. what's up to the people. So let's do that before we get out of here. Wayne McCroy is in the chat. What's up? We got it. We got to link up. Uh, we got to invite you back on the show too. To
0: yeah, hit me say, up, Wayne. Let's do a show. Right, man.
2: Um, somebody in the chat said I forgot what they said. That um, I don't know that something about a God not telling people to hide and to spread the message. Mm-hmm. That's true. Didn't tell people to hide. But there is that saying that God helps those who help themselves, right? Let's be fucking smart about it, okay? Let's not let's 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 not avoid um, let's not avoid openings for success uh, just because we think we need to do things in one way. There are many 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 ways to skin a cat here, and if we and if we're smart about it, we may actually make some some inroads, ladies and gentlemen. The wisest of all the wolves, all of them, there is not one wolf in existence that is smarter than this man right here, (laughs) Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all of them, the alpha male, right here on America Unplugged. Say what's up to your people. We're getting out of here, buddy.
0: If if Billy thinks I'm wise, like the Oracle of Delphi (laughs) thought about Socrates, it's only because I know nothing, right? I know that I know nothing see see what Uh, i mean something like that (laughs) (laughs) thank you billy uh wisewolfgoldensilver.com uh is our website who sponsors the program thanks to everybody who's been a customer and we would love to have your business uh it's the end of the year we got some stuff going on kenzie's finding all kinds of crazy deals so get in touch with us wisewolfgoldensilver.com uh arterburn.news is my website and making some changes to that really soon i've Mm. got stuff i'm going to be putting up there and uh let's see AmericaUnplug.com. go give us a comment and a five-star review we'll read it online i know i always say that right. i haven't seen new reviews lately so i haven't read anything online all right uh, starting next week if you leave a review we will read it but it has to be a five-star review yep yeah, give us a five-star we'll read it all
2: right if it's not a five-star review we're not going to read it okay you, you decide to give us a four because of something i said we're not going to read it okay so in spite of what i've said Give us a five, <laughs> ladies and gents. <laughs> Kenzie is here. It's always good to have Kenzie here giving her her uh you know her perspective on all things life. What's up, Kenzie? How you doing? Good to see you. Say what's up to the people.
1: What's up, people? It was good to be here today, guys. That's a a good little refresher for me. So
2: dope. Yeah, dope. All right. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say what's up to Chris Graves, Angry Tiger, Jason Barker. Wayne McCroy, uh, Angry Tiger again. Rhonda Tate, what is going on? Lori, Lori Light? Oh, my gosh. Lori Uh-oh. Lightfoot is here. We,
1: we got a problem.
2: What the, what the fuck are we doing wrong? So we, Listen, we need to get together and reevaluate this entire don't, thing. Don't okay? Okay. Name three
0: times. Don't care three times, okay?
2: <laughs> I don't know what we did, but but uh, we don't want to attract that kind of attention. Emmerth is here. What's up, Emmerth? Uh, Let me see. What else we got? I want to say what's up to some more people. Any word is here. As usual, saying uh, he lived in San Francisco twice and he's now in Oakland and he, he would avoid San Francisco like the plague, I guess. I had fun in San Francisco. I liked it up there. Um, let me see who else is here. I want to see who, somebody who gave us a tip. Everybody who gave us a tip. What's up? What's up, Riley? How you doing? Um, maybe that's way in the beginning. I don't know. Is it one person that blessed us with the, with the money?
0: I tried going back. Was a, the chat has been really active today. Let me see if I can find it. Joel Smith, what's up, buddy? How are you? Uh,
2: Tom Cooper is here. What's going on? I got it. I got it right here. Oh, no. That's Mark Asher gave us $5. Big shouts to John Nada. I don't know if you can hear us. We tried to get you in. I don't know what happened. We'll try it again some other time.
0: We got tips. Um, Free Thinker fifty nine at two dollars. Rhonda Tate gave us five dollars. Thank whoa. you. Jason Barker gave us ten dollars. Tom, nice. Tom Cooper two dollars. Tom Cooper two dollars again. What? He just couldn't help himself. He's helping us <laughs> out, and I really we we're really humbled by that, brother. Yes, uh, man. Thank Angus you, Mustang. 50 dollars. Happy holidays to America Unplugged and all their fans. I'm going I'm through Billy. See if I can hit. Oh, Patrick Gardner, S. The great Gardner Goldsmith uh, scholar. You know he's a uh, He's a thinker. He's a he's a gentleman. He's all those things. Uh, Gardner Goldsmith. Uh, Heavy hitters. Heavy. Heavy hitters
2: in the chat today. And, of course, Patrick S. gave us about 10, 10, $10 also. Thank you very much for everybody that contributed. We appreciate the hell out of you. We should be back next week here. And maybe Don Jeffries will return. And maybe, maybe we'll have Wayne McCroy in with us. Just maybe. I don't know but I'm going to reach out to the dude, the alchemical giant himself. Okay. We're getting up out of here. Billy Ray Valentine, the infinite fringe.podbeam.com. Look out for freeworld.fm. It's coming really soon. We're going to let you know about all that. All right. Um, and that's it. We're getting up out of here. Tony Arderburn, Play, play us out. You Don't it. burn the place down while we're gone.